Hey guys, welcome to Cup of Gen, episode 12. Um, today I'm kind of chilling with a Starbucks mug. I have tea in, in it and it's got these red lipstick marks and an XOXO, which is, I feel like a little bit fitting just because Today, I wore red lipstick and everybody at my work freaked out, so <laughs> it just feels like it's a red lipstick kind of day. Anyway, um, welcome here. I'm so glad that you guys are joining me for the 12th episode of Cup of Jen. This is really exciting because I really didn't know how this podcast was going to go, and so I'm just really grateful to you guys for listening and for staying interested. Um, I've said this before. But if you are interested in advertising on Cup of Gen, please let me know. We do have an email now, cupofgenpodcast at gmail.com. So if you want to email that, then we can maybe hook you up with an advertisement. And um, yeah, because your girl needs to make some money. Not going to lie. <laughs> anyway, um, thanks for being here. Really appreciate it. As you guys know, a huge part of my heart for this podcast is to kind of journey with other dreamers or other creatives and other people who have kind of ambition, but maybe have trouble, um, you know, breaking through right now, or it's just not your time or you're, you're in a season of waiting or you're in a season where you have to take a step back or whatever. And I just want to be with you guys and let you know that that's okay and that it's a journey and that things take time. So it's funny that that's kind of how it all started. Um, and last night I went down for a nap at 7 p.m. And maybe that was my first mistake right there, but I was just kind of tired. I'd been really going at it all day and I thought, hey, 7 p.m. I'll take a little, I'll take like a 45 minute nap, you know, just kind of refresh myself before I head to the studio and before I do some rehearsing and before I get stuff done. And I don't know how this happened, but I, I looked over at my phone and I see 7 a.m. So I went to bed at 7 p.m. for a nap and I woke up this morning literally on the dot at 7 a.m. No alarm, nothing. And I was like, I slept 12 hours. <sighs> for real, just like right through, no problem, slept for 12 hours. So I kind of think that's an interesting uh, little segue into today and into the podcast that I uh, clearly needed rest. And that's what I want to talk about today is rest and what that looks like as somebody who's a dreamer, as somebody who's a creative, as somebody who has goals and things they want to accomplish, but recognizing that we still need to take time to rest and recuperate. So um, you'll have to journey with me here. I have some quotes and different things to share with you that I found. But first, I just want to go through and talk a little bit about rest the definition, what it even means. So in, uh, if you go through on Merriam-Webster and you just see the dictionary definition, it says rest as a noun, uh, first of four different 
or first of, let's see, six different definitions is literally repose or sleep. So that's an obvious one is that um, <laughs> we need sleep. We need sleep. Um, I'm not always good at that one. Oftentimes I stay up really late and my schedule, I tend to be a night owl and especially as a creative, that tends to happen to me a lot. But sleep is obviously the number one way to relax. It says specifically a bodily state characterized by minimal functional and metabolic activities. Um, other definitions include freedom from activity or labor, a state of motionless or inactivity, um, a place for resting or lodging, peace of mind or spirit, rhythmic silence and music, a brief pause in reading, something used for support. Um, and then what's funny is that's all things that are nouns, but then they also have rest as a verb, an action. So it says to rest by lying down, to cease from action or motion, refrain from labor or exertion, to be free from anxiety or disturbance, to sit and lie fixed or supported, to remain confident, to be based or founded in something, to rest in something. Well, those are all of the kind of, I guess, what would you say, the, the, the many definitions. But what I found fascinating is when I just looked up uh, on Google what rest was, it says um, rest. To rest means to relax into something and let it support you. To relax into something and let it support you. So our best definition of this is obviously gonna be when we get into bed at night and we just let go of all of our bodily tension and we just close our eyes and we let the bed support us so that our brain can kind of turn off. Well, actually, funny enough, it doesn't turn off, but that it can not focus on having to hold the body up. It can just sort of go into a minimal state. But what I find so fascinating is that you could actually, you could take that definition and make it mean something not so literal. Um, to rest or lean into something, to relax into something and let it support you I think there's a lot of layers to that and how that can be beneficial as an artist. So I just wanted to sort of talk about a couple of things like when you're creative, I find that most of us are expending a lot of energy just trying to get our careers to take off. So if you're someone who is dreaming of starting a company and Maybe it's not even artistic, but it's just something you want to do and you're putting all of your energy into that. That can be exhausting quite quickly, especially if you don't have, um, you know, other people supporting you and other people taking a bit of that load with you. One thing that I have found is that there is physical rest and then there is mental and emotional rest and when people would tell me to rest over the years, I always thought of it from the perspective of resting physically. So I never really took into consideration where my mental state was at. I thought to myself, if I am lying down somewhere, that means that I am resting. If I am 
uh, sunken into a couch or or I take a coffee break for 15 minutes, that is me resting. And that's not necessarily untrue, but it's not the full picture. And so that's something that I think is really interesting is that rest can come in in many different ways and it manifests differently for different people. So clearly uh, the first and probably quicker of the two to talk about is physical rest. So when you're working, your body and your muscles like they need to have um, a break and actually a perfect metaphor for this is going to the gym when you go to the gym you take weights and you and you weight lift or you whatever you might do at the gym this is what I did at the gym but you want to build muscle and so what happens is you are breaking down that muscle it actually sort of breaks apart and as you kind of push through, you push through the pain, you push past a certain level that feels natural and normal to go past. And then you give your arm, say, if you're doing uh, upper body, and you give your arm a break. And you don't do that same exercise for a couple of days or a day at least, because you need that to you need to give your muscles time to reconnect, rebuild, and then uh, and and grow. And so, what often happens is people who are new to going to the gym they get really excited and really intense about it, and so they end up working the same muscle day, 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 day after day. And what they don't understand is that muscle is not actually growing because you've not given it time to grow so you've not given it a break to to build into a stronger bigger muscle so then they don't see results and it's because they're working the same thing and actually um, most personal trainers I think will schedule you so that you have different parts of your body that you're working on different days and that actually balances out so you can still get exercise every day but you just don't work the exact same muscles all the time because rest is actually as important for for bodybuilding as the lifting of weights so that was something that I found really interesting and I think that that applies now with rest as well in life like if you just continue even if you're very passionate to push yourself when it might actually not be the time to do that. You've done it day and day and day and day and day after day. You don't actually give yourself that time and that room to grow. And I think as, an, as a creative especially, it's important because we spend so much time um, thinking up ideas and exerting energy. And if we don't give ourselves that patience and that time we stress ourselves out thinking about one idea and we get obsessed with it and it no longer um, is natural or fun for us and we just kind of end up it's almost like we squeeze something to work out as opposed to letting it flow through us and I think that can be a very frustrating complex time for the artist because we just end up um, stuck and then we start to second-guess ourselves and that's just not a great place so physical rest is really important for creatives um, yeah so <laughs> another like way to describe it is it's even written into scripts so when I take a scene 
often in theater but also in film like you'll get things that are called beats or pause and what that is there for is to give breathing room to the script and to make it more natural so oftentimes I think when you're a fresh actor you see this beat and you think that means that you just have to stop but it's like you don't fill the beat with meaning and um, either that or you do the opposite which is like you kind of ignore the beat at all and you just rush through it as if it's not there but the writer actually intended for rest to be in the musicality in the script itself um, the rhythm and the flow we don't continuously stop like we don't continue to talk and never stop talking and it just goes on and on and on and already you're worried about me because I'm not breathing and this is the way that it's like it's just not natural <laughs> right like it's not natural in natural conversation you have rest and so it's weird how it's built into so many facets of our life even physical rest where if I do not breathe right like if I don't take that breath if I just rush past it I miss so many moments and furthermore I, I just straight up die <laughs> if I stop breathing you can't function your body physically it doesn't take long to not work because your body needs breath your body needs air your body needs rest and it's it's a relationship with all those things so our by virtue of being human we're actually forced to rest physically um, and I believe mentally as well but physically is the first part so for me um, yeah physical rest has been a problem for me I, I do have a bit of an issue sometimes scheduling that in and it doesn't always just mean sleep I think sometimes it is just to um, you know sit down or you know I've worked a lot of jobs where I'm on my feet all day and luckily now as a receptionist that's not as much the case but oftentimes you have these jobs where you don't you don't stop and so I think it is important to give quite literally our, our muscles and our body time to recuperate before just going out and doing it all again now emotional rest or mental rest that's a little bit different so for me what does that mean um when i was thinking about this subject last year i really thought that mental rest was just sort of emptying the mind and sort of releasing yourself of any kind of thought and that didn't really work for me very well uh and it's not for a lack of trying it just it just I felt like it it didn't necessarily happen like I would relax and take out all the tension in my body and hang my neck and whatever to just kind of breathe in and out and just focus or just try to you know empty my brain but what I realized is that that's not possible because our brains just kind of run at their own speed and you can't stop yourself from having thoughts necessarily you can only kind of control where they go so uh now this year i have a different opinion on things and the reason pr 
primarily is because of a trip that I took last April to Israel. And I went to something uh, called a Jewish kibbutz. So this is really fascinating for me. I went to this area and not every kibbutz in... First of all, let me describe what a kibbutz is. A kibbutz is a piece of land in Israel, maybe outside of Israel too, but it's a Jewish settlement where people, they come together like uh, families and they and they live and they live off the land and they kind of make use of, of, of an area. Um, I guess it's like a settlement's kind of the best way to say it, but it could be described as something else. Anyway, in this particular instance, we visited all over um, Israel and we, we were in a, a particular kibbutz and not every kibbutz is a religious kibbutz, but this one was. And so we stayed there, which was awesome for one night. And one of the cool things is one of the rabbis came to sort of chat with us and answer any questions. And part of what was so interesting about this particular kibbutz is that each of them lived off of the land and donated all of their time and all of their money to each other. So what that meant was that no one had more money than other people. You would each have your job and some people's job they would have had to get a lot more training for and other people's jobs not as much. There were doctors there, there were teachers there, there were kitchen workers there. And no matter what you do in your job, you all share all of the money. So it's kind of like, I'm hesitant to say this, but it's kind of like what communism might have looked like if it worked out, where all of them together, they shared everything that they had and they kind of functioned as a group, as one, and nobody had pride or disrespect for other people. I don't know that that would work for every scenario, but this particular kibbutz was good at that and that was how they chose to live and they chose to spend their time with one another. And anyway, so I was visiting there and the rabbi came to chat with us and he talked about the Jewish uh, religion and also just about the culture of what we would call in Christianity Sabbath, but what they refer to as Shabbat. Um, and essentially what it is, is it's from sundown on Friday to sundown on Saturday, they don't work, they rest. And this is very serious. They do not do any work on Shabbat. And that goes from everything to like, from like certain floors of an elevator, it's like they don't want to push the buttons. Like things as simple as that to um, they don't cook for themselves, they don't work. And um, I did, I asked the rabbi, I said, so can this might sound like a naive question. Are you able to tell me more about what you do on a Sabbath? Like how do you rest? Is it just that you refrain from pushing buttons? Is it just that you don't cook, like how does that work? And he said, given that they're an agricultural center, they actually, his words to me were, living in the time we live, they kind of were cheating because they had machinery and all of these things to 
continue to work the fields, continue to work the farms, so that even when they were not doing the thing on uh, themselves, working and operating those machines, they could still let them run all computerized on Shabbat anyway. So in that respect, um, they already had kind of that going for them, which is awesome. But he said in terms of what their Sabbath looks like, he said they wake up the same time every day. So on Monday through Friday, they wake up at like 7 a.m. or I think maybe earlier than that. And on Shabbat, it doesn't change. They wake up just as early on their Sabbath day, which for me, I was like, oh, because to me, Sabbath means like, you know, you sleep in and you get to kind of relax because it's your day off. Um, and that's what rest looked like to me was just this physical rest. And he said, no, we wake up at the same time because we're not overtired because throughout our week, we have scheduled things in an even kind of capacity so that by the time we come to this day, it's just an exciting time. We don't have to feel stressed or whatever about getting extra sleep because we have to make up for the week. He said, instead, what we do is rather than um, emptying the mind, they fill it. So they wake up at the same time, but instead of going to work, they go to the synagogue. Instead of working the fields, they work the scriptures. So it's for them a matter of filling themselves up on Sabbath. And what will happen is they'll go and they'll, uh, you know, study scripture, study um, passages from the Old Testament, kind of dialogue with one another about what they think the interpretations of things are. And then after that, like, they will spend time with their family and their friends. So they, they won't work, but they'll just get together and they'll have a meal. They'll, they'll share a meal and they'll talk about how things are. In the, in the case of this particular kibbutz, they invited friends from off the kibbutz to come visit and hang out with them and just enjoy each other's company. And then, of course, after sundown on Saturday, they're able to kind of go back and do whatever work they want to do if they want to continue to do anything and uh, they're free to get up and do the dishes or whatever. But I thought that was so fascinating because my entire life I had thought that rest meant the absence of uh, the ab, yeah, the absence of something. But instead for them, the, their idea of rest is to fill themselves up. And then I started to kind of consider how like meditation works and the idea of focusing on something and allowing that to kind of guide your thinking. And I know that oftentimes meditation is a practice that is used in like a, a Buddhist setting, but actually meditation comes from the Bible as well. And you have a lot of um, people just praying and meditating and, and thinking about scripture like these these Jewish men at this Shabbat, or sorry, at this kibbutz were doing on Shabbat. So I thought that was a fascinating story and it totally changed the culture I had around rest, especially particularly with mental rest. So I just wanted to share with you guys that story and think about going forward as a creative, oftentimes like it's tricky because 
our art isn't just in things that we've created like a design or a play or something we wrote. It's often the stories and the, the thoughts that we're navigating in our head as well. So to shut that down, you know, from being someone who gets a song lyric that comes to their mind or wants to um, sort through a, a mechanical problem or somebody who has a social media idea, like having all that bouncing around in your brain as an artist, nothing is wrong with that, it's all very positive. But allowing yourself to kind of take a break from that is really important because it allows fruitfulness in the work and also growth in ourselves. So how do we do that? Well, <clears throat> I have kind of just come to the realization that the main two ways that are suggested in all these articles you'll find online are one, to meditate. So as I was saying, filling your mind up. For me, what meditation looks like is to sit back and kind of like untense my body and just think about scriptures. So sometimes I'll do a guided prayer or like that um, I found online or sometimes um, I have the Bible app on my phone and I let it just get read to me because that's technology now. You can have somebody read it to you, which is amazing. Sometimes I'll just read one verse even and just think about it, let my mind kind of focus on it and then wander. And I feel like that has been really helpful because that allows my mental, um, my brain to be distracted with that and to think about that. And simultaneously what I find fascinating is because we are so connected, my body actually gets less and less tense at the same time. But I think that's really important and like of course a key component is to be breathing because so <clears throat> as I talk about breathing I can't breathe <laughs> but breath is so important especially as an actor but I feel like as a singer and as an actor it's, it's key but as a dancer it's key you know so anything that's like a performance art you have to be able to breathe and you have to be able to breathe deeply and it's amazing how often we try to escape deep breath because that's where we hold all of our emotion, all of our thoughts, all of our triggers is in that deep breath but we have to go there so that we can release it and let it go as opposed to holding on to something that might be not for us or toxic or or maybe it's good, but you need to express it in order to feel fully free. So those are all huge components. Um, something I kind of came to realize is that you don't always need to have an answer or fix things, but often just breathing through things is enough. That was hard for me. <laughs> because I love to have answers and I love to have control but and we're going to talk about this on another podcast at some point but at some level you have to surrender and let go of that and realize that we're really not in control and it's not something that we have to feel um, negative about it's something that we can actually become friends with but for me it's a it all starts with that breath and deep and deep breathing now this is something from a blog called Music Bed. 
They commented that um, Stefan Sagmeister, who did a TED Talk in 2009, and he talked about how rest is important for the creative, um, and how he does that with his design team in New York. He takes a sabbatical every seven years, and he has seen the creativity um, sort of skyrocket through that rest year, but also financially, uh, he's gained a lot more finances, even though his studio is closed for a full year and his team doesn't work officially. It's pretty crazy, so you should check that out. But they kind of refer to this one part of his TED Talk where he shares about it. But Stefan Sagmeister describes a project he orchestrated in which hundreds of volunteers wrote, in coins, Obsessions make my life worse and my work better. Life and creativity are a zero-sum game. Devotion to one destroys the other, but there also comes a point when obsession with art begins to destroy the art itself. It manifests as stagnation, or worse, burnout. So their argument is that creative rest can be um, the most creative thing you can do. <laughs> um, and that by doing that and stepping away, you actually give your, yourself room, not just to think and come up with ideas, but to fall in love with your art again. And I believe that that has been a challenge of mine recently that I have become so obsessed with getting an agent or having the right opportunities or making myself known in in certain rooms or whatever that could have been that I, I not so much now but for a while was really obsessed with that and already over like the last little bit I have I would say since this summer, I've really kind of come down from that slowly but surely. And it's been tough because even as my last podcast said, I really do go through ups and downs of it where I feel like I'm being teased or I feel like like maybe God has this certain plan for me and then I feel like I step out in faith and when it doesn't necessarily work, I get confused and feel like, oh, then it's, then God must be like mad at me or like then I did the wrong thing or whatever that might be. And it's all just these kind of like false things that really just make your life harder and create conflict between yourself and your art. And it just is so unnecessary and builds this kind of wall to the point where I, I have felt for a long time like the arts are my calling. Like I would have to be doing them even if I didn't get paid, but there's a certain level of which you, when you don't get paid for something for a long time, you start to feel like, okay, I need to step back and do the thing about it that makes me love it, that makes me excited to do it rather than what I think will work, rather than what I think other people want, rather than any of that stuff. It just has to become about you and what you're doing and that has to be enough and exciting. So it is interesting, when I started this podcast, I said, sort of as a joke, it's like, well, for the two people who will listen to this, but to be honest with you, I thought about this the other day, I'm like, if only two people listened to my podcast, would I continue to do it? And the truth of it is, I'm not sure, <laughs> because I did definitely start you know, thinking, well, what do people want to hear? Like, what 
would really encourage others. And I am very motivated by inspiring and helping other people. I don't necessarily think I'm this big inspiration, but I, I just mean in the, in so far as we can help each other out and we can be there for one another and continue to help kind of grow each other. Cause that has been really huge for me is having other friends and people that I see like trying to make that effort to talk about what they're doing that's working for them. Because so often this business of the arts can feel so lonely and I don't want anybody to feel like they have this gift but they can't use it because of extenuating circumstances or because they're not good enough or any of that stuff. It's like if you have a gift I just want you to be able to use it the way that I want to be able to use mine. So one of the ways that I think we can do that is by resting. Now, the first thing, physical rest. The second thing, mental rest. But in a sub part of that mental rest, I think that we can split that up into two because we can say meditate is one, but the other one I came up with is mediate. And that's gonna sound a bit weird, but essentially what I mean by that is mediating between your left and your right brain. <laughs> So <clears throat> often what I have found online that they say, and this kind of came up a lot in my Creative Blocks podcast, but often what I see is that what we need to do when we're really stuck, when we really need rest, and it's counterintuitive because you just want to get in bed, but is go for a walk. You just need to go for a walk. You need to get outside, you need to get fresh air, you need to get breath in your lungs, and you just need to walk. And for someone like me who lives in Vancouver, Canada, otherwise known as Raincouver, sometimes that feels like a daunting situation where I don't wanna go outside because I don't wanna be in the wet, cold rain. But even that is more helpful than we realize and more restful than we realize. And sometimes being outside in the wet, cold rain is actually what's best for us compared to getting in bed. Sometimes you do need to get some sleep though. But I think when it comes to mental rest, you know, sleeping can change everything, but you know, you don't always have the time. You don't always, you're not always unfortunately like scheduled up in such a way that you can have the luxury to sleep in or whatever. So making the most of our time being awake. Obviously if you can take a nap or whatever, that's great too. But that's one thing that really helps because and I've mentioned this before, like when I was creatively blocked, I'd go for a walk and put in headphones. Now my brain, my left brain as it were, is satisfied because logically speaking, we are going for a walk and my brain has the music to kind of listen to and keep track of and it's kind of looking out for things and my right brain can just wander. Oh, that's interesting. I never thought of that that way before. Oh, I... I'm loving the smell of that tree. I just love the energy of it. <laughs> My brain can just be in 30 different places and it's free to kind of roam because my body is physically moving. And so I, I've split my kind of components of my brain up to distract itself. So I, I call it mediating between the two because sometimes my right brain, sorry, sometimes, my right brain and my left brain are at war 
and the logic just wants to overtake the creative. And I have a very strong left brain and there's nothing wrong with that. I think it's a very positive thing. But sometimes I have to stand up for the right brain, which is the creative side, and allow it to not get beat up by the left brain. Anyone else relate? Okay. <laughs> so, going for a walk, getting outside, getting some fresh air, huge. So that's, a, that's an option. Obviously, um, some other suggestions from online that I found were find a side hobby, something that is just fun for you. You're not gonna make money at it. It's not another potential business opportunity. It's just something you're like, oh, this is cool. Um, they gave the example of Taylor Swift, which I think is awesome. They said, Taylor Swift likes to make like Christmas snow globes in her spare time. I don't know if she does that all the time. I'm a Swifty, so I would know. But I definitely know that she did that like during her red era, but I don't know if she continues to do that all the time. But regardless, they, they, they found out that she did this and they gave that as an example. And I think it's really cool because it's true that, you know, Taylor Swift, even a really famous person who is totally like in her creative element all the time, making these records, writing these songs, producing music, acting, she does multiple spheres and even she's like, but also snow globes, you know? And I think that's cool because it's a way for your brain to kind of rest and relax outside of those spheres. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope that you gleaned something from this episode that you um, heard a story or that you were inspired to just treat your body right and rest it is not something that comes easy. I think it definitely starts with building habits and patterns. That's the case for me. Um, but just allowing yourself, if you're a control freak, allowing yourself to control your mind in a positive way. So if you like to control, control your mind by setting boundaries on it and saying, not now. Today, you don't have to go into a spiral. You can just say, okay, I'm actually gonna focus on rest and I don't have to empty my mind and work super hard to like let it stay empty, but you can fill it with something positive. Fill it with, um, my recommendation obviously is the Bible and scripture, but you know, fill it with encouraging music, fill it with motivational speakers that encourage you, fill it with, um, yeah, just instrumental music that gets your brain going. Fill it with um, ocean sounds. I don't know. Whatever you need to do to kind of let your body un like get rid of its tension and unclench and relax is a very positive thing. And then ultimately, sleep is not for the weak. Sleep is for the strong. And I loved to say sleep is for the weak as a joke because we all know <laughs> that the strong people sleep and it's okay to give yourself permission to re like relax. And in fact, you, you need to, you must, you must do it. It's not an if, it's a you will and when. For example, even if you don't give yourself a choice, sometimes it still happens, went to bed at 7 a.m. or sorry, went to bed at 7 p.m., woke up at 7 a.m. It happens to us, okay? I hope you guys find rest in this next season 
and I'm praying for you all and I hope that you guys are touched by this and coming up to Christmas I hope you guys find rest with your families, with your friends, with whoever you are celebrating with. Um, Merry Christmas from Cup of Jen, from me and um, we'll see you for, I guess, yeah, we'll see you for episode 13 next week. Okay, bye.